hey good afternoon everybody so today i wanted to just kind of talk a little bit about you know forgiveness and and you know how mistakes and things happen and how we need to be better and become better at forgiving people and finding a way to to just move forward whether that's you know, stay as one or separate, you know, with a certain event that's happened to two people who are very close to me. Um, one thing I wanted to do was just reach out to them and just let both of them know that, you know, I, I don't need to know the story. I don't want to dig in to the story because sometimes there's so much pain in retelling a story. And every time you have to retell that story, you're back in that same place you were in when it happened. And I understand that all too well because of my, you know, with my marriage before when I, when I was married, when I had to relive and keep talking about the abuse and what happened and me leaving and me fighting for my life, you know, that kept me in my depression for years and I feel like I could have worked things out with my with my ex-husband had he had the right mindset and the the will to want to make things work. One of the conditions that I asked him for was counseling and, you know, he didn't want to get counseling. And for me, not wanting to get counseling is basically not trying to admit or acknowledge the issue at hand. And if you can't do that, then there's no way we can heal from this and move forward. And so... Now, with me learning things and going through things and becoming more wiser, I just wanted to share that with the people who are close to me with the situation that's going on. Um, I think so many marriages end because the two parties are never ever in the mindset of wanting to wanting things to work, especially when they're young, especially when there is cycles and family cycles, generational cycles and curses of abuse, whether we've seen it, watched it happen, happen to us personally, it's really hard for um, those two people to, to heal and come together. And then when their camp, when their village are not pushing for this type of resolution and sitting down and talking and understanding each other's point of views and forgiveness and unconditional love and unconditional forgiveness, um, you know, it makes things harder. It makes it so much harder. And the rate of failed marriages is so high for millennials. It's not even, you know, I can't even say the rate is so high because a lot of millennials are not even trying to get married because they've watched so many marriages fail and not work. You know, it's why even get married if you're going to go through these things. And one common mistake people make with marriages is thinking that everything is going to be a okay and that they're not going to go through things once you're married. But marriages work. Marriage takes a lot of prayer. It takes prayer too. The prayer and the discipline for a marriage happens before the I do's. It happens before the will you marry me. That preparation takes place personally, whether male or female, before getting into a relationship. And a lot of times we don't get that. A lot of times they don't go through those personal journeys to find themselves and and make themselves ready to be a wife and or husband. Um, so when they don't get that and they go into these relationships and into marriage, they take on whatever 
the past they're carrying with them and their childhood and their generational curses as well as the generational blessings, but they don't kind of look at the generational blessings because they're kind of hidden under the curses. And so, you know, I just wanted to kind of encourage people, especially millennials. I'm not saying that the, the group of 45 and up is too old to change. I don't believe in that statement. I think anyone can change if they want to, but I just want to encourage the millennials out there that, and even the generation, you know, under us, to stay on the journey of finding yourselves and getting to know who you are, to get to know why you do the things you do. Why do you think the way you think? Why do you see relationships the way that you see them? Why do you see pain the way that you see them? And, you know, this person to me asked the question of why are you so nice to me? Why are you not going off on me why are you not mad at me and the only answer I can give them was my my truth and my truth is God gave me the gift and the ability of empathy and sympathy and he also forgives us daily and and so I make the effort to do the same because I know because like I said I've been in that situation and I know you know um, how things sometimes mistakes happens and another thing that people don't think about is these spirits you know we have we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And we look at the person instead of the, the the evil spirit behind it, behind that person that's causing these things to happen. And we look at the person itself and we blame that person and we carry the anger on that person instead of immediately praying and binding it. We, we kind of just look at that person and say, you did this. They didn't do this. That is an evil spirit behind it, working through it making that person do the things and say the things they're doing. If we can look at that, then we can start changing how we then respond to when, to what, or when the enemy is attacking us. That's just, it's so critical. A lot of, you know, I didn't grow up learning these things about, uh, imps and spirits, uh, demonic spirits and the devil and, um, you know, Necromancers, all these things. I didn't learn anything like demonology, I guess we'll call it demonology. I didn't learn anything about that. That wasn't taught to me in church. And I didn't learn that until about 28. I'm 31 now. I didn't start really learning these things until about 27, 28. Um, and if had I known, you know, I probably could have saved my marriage. I'm not saying it was meant to be, um, but I could have saved it or I could at least save the friendship and the co-parenting probably could have been better. We could have ended things off, you know, as friends still. We started off as friends. We could have ended off as friends. And because, you know, I had no knowledge and he had no knowledge of this, things could have been better. But he also was dealing with generational um, curses and cycles. You know, he watched his father beat his mother. I watched my father beat my mother. I watched my mother beat the men she was with and the men beat her. He's watched the same thing. And so it's just generational curses and cycles, get into a relationship and not really knowing into a marriage and not really knowing how and what to say when all you know is cussing and fighting, beating, blood, screaming, yelling, and never leaving. <laughs> you know, I just, I made the conscious choice that I was, was going to, I was not going to put that curse and cycle on my kids. So I left for my kids sake. But, um, this couple in my life who's going through this doesn't have kids yet. And so 
they are in an advantage point. If they can shift their mindsets to it and their perspectives, then they can see that they're in an advantage point to where they can heal properly from this. Seek counseling. Go to God about it without kids. And if they do decide to part ways, at least they can part ways knowing that they tried everything they can. Because I'm going to tell you guys, to be honest, they love is real. It's, it's real. It's unconditional. They have made it through so many trials, so many tests, so many mistakes. They've made it for 17 plus years. They've made it through these things. So this mistake, I believe they can make it through it and not just get through it, but they can literally heal from it. They can prosper from this and go higher and be better and be the example of a kingdom marriage for the millennials. I truly, truly believe that. And that's why I took the position of being the listening ear and the comfort. I don't have a choice to not be any any of those things anyways. God leads and controls my mouth and my body and my mind and my feelings, my emotions, my heart. When you give yourself to God and you submit yourself under him, it's no longer your choice. And, you know, my family might not agree with me. I might get backlash from it. But you know what? Me personally, I don't care. I don't serve no one but God. That's it. Nobody is a necessity to my living other than God. Love my family and my friends dearly. But I do what he tells me to do. And me having a conversation is because God told me to. And so I just want to share that a little bit with everyone. Just be more intentional and more purposeful and more kingdom minded when you are in situations, in relationships, friendships, however ship it is, situationships. It doesn't matter if you just having a sex partner, you still need to be intentional in that because things can happen and feelings can get hurt in those situations as well. So just be more intentional change your perspectives on things and before you respond already go into that even in your anger go into it with forgiveness go into it with God's love go into it with the way that he would do it and it's not I mean it's easier said than done but the more you do it the more easier it gets and then it becomes like a default setting for you you'll do it even when you're not even knowing that you're doing it so I just want to encourage you guys. Thank you for listening to Purposely Broken podcast and I will be back later with some more.